The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has signed on Google to help it find ways to make better use of the agency's burgeoning satellite data. They'll be using, you guessed it, artificial intelligence and machine learning in Google's cloud. For how the agreement is set up and more about its goals, we turn to the Chief Information Officer for NOAA's Satellite and Information Service, Irene Parker. Ms. Parker, good to have you on. Thank you. It's nice to be on. And before we get into the details of the agreement, just give us a sense of the types and volumes of data that you're dealing with. I know NOAA has a whole fleet of satellites up there. You're right. So NOAA right now has both geostationary and polar satellites that we fly, and we also fly space weather missions. So right now we have approximately nine satellites that we currently own and operate that we fly in both the geo and polar orbits. We also partner with international partnerships, including UMETSAT, JAXA, ISRO, which is basically making sure that we have enough satellite data that covers our globe to make sure that we can appropriately forecast the watches and warnings. So there's a lot of volume of data that's constantly downloaded then, correct? That's correct. All right. And so what will this agreement do? What is it you're trying to accomplish with the Google deal? Basically, this is a new type of agreement for NOAA. It's the first other transactional authority, sometimes called as an OTA. And this is the first time NOAA has actually executed this type of contract. And basically what this partnership is going to do with Google is it's going to allow us to work with Google in a shared cost arrangement where NOAA provides a certain amount of dollars and Google provides a certain amount of dollars. And we both bring in our expertise, Google bringing in their AI and ML expertise, NOAA bringing in their scientific expertise on weather modeling and coming together to see how we can improve our weather forecast models. Interesting, because NOAA has supercomputing and, of course, Google has a pretty big cloud, from what I've heard, with a lot of tools in it. Will this be joint in terms of the technicals? That is, will both both sides' computer resources be brought to bear on this also? We will actually be using the commercial cloud on the Google platform. We won't be using our on-premise supercomputer capability. So this will fully be on the commercial cloud while we're doing this partnership. The goal is better forecasting. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. So there's basically like four areas that we want to basically focus on. It's One is in the data assimilation area, which is definitely going to help in better forecasting. One is in simulation, which is also going to help in forecasting and prediction. Then in parameterization, which is much more scientific, and then post-processing. So the other types of products that are beneficial outside of weather forecast. So in areas for you know climate and things like that. And how does artificial intelligence come into play here? So the key thing that AI is going to bring to the table is that we have a significant amount of data, as we had talked about previously. And right now, it's difficult to exploit all that data with the current way our systems are set up. So what AI and ML is going to let us do is that we're going to be able to exploit massive amounts of environmental data. Um, and then allow us to hopefully get a more accurate depiction of the Earth's environment when we use the AI and ML tools. So what Google brings to the table is certain tools like TensorFlow, which is going to be able to allow us to process the data a lot faster. And hopefully that will allow us to accelerate our research for our products to go from research to operations using AI tools. We're speaking with Irene Parker. She's Chief Information Officer for the Satellite and Information Service.
at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and is one of the goals to increase the accuracy of the days out forecasts because, uh, you know, the closer it is to now, the better the forecasts always are. Of course, those are always our goals. Right now, since the way the OTA works, we're still in our phase one planning phase, which is basically understanding what projects we want to work on. So we haven't actually set all of our specific, you know, targets, but of course that will always be one of our key missions. And I'm just curious about that supercomputer versus the Google Cloud question, because if you need algorithms to run across huge data sets in a reasonable amount of time, are you saying then that the Google commercial cloud can do this in the same way that a supercomputer could? Well, that's what's going to be interesting. This will be the first time we're actually testing out how we could use the commercial cloud. Um, to do this type of processing. I don't know if it will be able to or if it will be better than on-premise capabilities, but it will be one of the things that we want to see is would the scalability of the commercial cloud, which is scalable both vertical and horizontal, how does that work um, when we are trying to do better data assimilation? In many ways, supercomputers are simply largely scaled versions of standard parts, but beyond that, there's also the architecture is different, and sometimes the, the instructions are different. So could it also be that some of the tools that Google will bring, like you mentioned TensorFlow and some of the other AI things, maybe those could also run in the supercomputer, that is the flipping the it problem would, on its side? I think it's feasible, but until we actually start prototyping in the second phase of the OTA, all of these things are just right now hypotheses, and we got to go and see what's actually feasible and what's not. And we have not done that yet at NOAA, and this is the first time we're getting that opportunity to do that with using this OTA opportunity with Google. Usually what we do is, you know, we design something, we go out and contract it out. This is an actual partnership where we're both learning from each other and seeing what's feasible and what's not. And is there a particular premise that is a location where people can get together and work on these problems? I know there's social distancing and all that now, but what I mean is, is there like a program office, a place where people will go and have this sandbox together that is NOAA and Google? So right now, like you said, it's done virtually, but it is a cross-collaborative team between Google and NOAA um, subject matter experts um, that get together. The environment for the Google environment will be a NOAA Google environment, and then folks will log in and jointly code together and hopefully come up with some amazing solutions. And will you be using data that is live, that's being downloaded and fed into what is ultimately the National Weather Service products, or do you have data sets that are fixed and maybe from the past to test out some of the concepts? We haven't decided that yet. So we are still, like I said, in the planning phases. So we haven't decided, A, what data sets we need, and then if they need to be near real-time, real-time, or, you know, a regressive data information. And just give us a sense of the timeline. Sounds like there's a lot of decisions yet to be made, and you have just inked this. So now it's pretty much in the planning stage, sounds like? That's correct. So there's three phases to this OTA. The first phase is basically evaluating and consensus on the prototyping project, which is really key because this is an OTA and a partnership. So Google and NOAA have to come together and agree on the projects we want to work on. Then the second area is once we agree on phase one, we would go into phase two where we would actually execute those projects and see the results. And then the third phase is, is that if those results are successful, we would actually go into a proof of concept um, mode to figure out how do we go to research to operations pipeline. 
and associated with this is, is this OTA is a three-year contract, uh, three-year OTA. Um, so we have three years to execute this. However, we are working aggressively to see how we can do this a lot quicker than the three years. And so far, are you getting early positive signs on how it will be to work with an outside partner in this, what's really an unprecedented way for NOAA? Very much so. It's been extremely collaborative and productive in phase one. Um, The ideas have been flowing, and we are actually quickly working through and down-selecting what areas we want to prototype. It's been a pleasure working with the Google team. Yeah, and uh, how many people from NOAA are involved roughly in this process? So it it ebbs and flows, but right now we have about eight people working on it from the NOAA side, and they're across between NOAA scientists and NOAA IT experts. And when you work with the Google people, they're the ones with the foosball tables, huh? (laughs) If only we were there in person, I would love to be playing foosball with them. All right. Irene Parker is Chief Information Officer for the Satellite and Information Service at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Tom. I really appreciate your time. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First. Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.